Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Here we go, season four, episode number two of the Kevin and Philip Project. This is uh, this is a fun one. Yeah, right this here. is our annual the one of the year. Our annual football preview for uh, the Big Twelve and and our two teams. That means football season is right around the corner. We got the Chiefs Packers uh, preseason game on the TV here behind us, and uh, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Nope, no politics on this one. Nope. Not even the uh, yeah. not even the forgiveness. Nope. Even though they passed that or Biden signed it, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. To, sounds like in we have a few week, weeks to talk weeks about that. So yeah. So this one's all about football. Um, well, let's start off. Preseason polls have come out. What do you think about preseason polls? You know what? There's a you know, and I'm I'm not a big listener of K State, anything more or less. But I do follow K State because I am impressed with what they've done over the years. But, but, Fitz said something right. Fitzpatrick on his talk show, he said something right. The preseason polls in the Big Twelve are driven by the Dallas media and the Austin media and basically Texas media, who gets the majority of the votes. I believe this. And K-State gets a lot of disrespect because they are so high on Texas year after year <laughs> after year. And they're high on Baylor. They're high on Texas Tech. Somebody high on- voted Iowa State to win the conference. Oh, I they've need, lost. That, that person should not be allowed to vote. No. I, I, I think it's funny. I, I think that these preseason polls are designed for what you're going to talk about for the first few weeks before football starts. Right. Because I I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about preseason polls. And last year, in the top 25 preseason poll, 14 of the 25 teams were not in the poll at the end of the season. I'm going to tell you a funny thing about that, though. They'll, They'll put people in the top 25, say like it's South Carolina, or somebody in the in the SEC that probably is good. Kentucky, mm-hmm. people like that. Uh, really good teams, but then they run through the gamut of playing Georgia, right. Alabama, and then they just drop yeah. out. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're bad teams. Yeah. They potentially could still be top 25 teams, but the losses, no matter how good or how bad your losses are, when the losses add up, they'll go, we got to get yeah. rid of a person it, who has all, four losses. Yeah, they look at that loss. And it yeah. doesn't really show how good a team is. Because I think yeah. there's a lot – like Kentucky with mm-hmm. Mark Stoops is coaching there. He had some great years. He's had multiple great years. But, hey, he's got to run against the top three or four teams in the country. Right. Yep. Well, he's going to have four losses, yep. and then they're going to be mad if they're still ranking them in the top 25 when somebody like, let's just say, Cincinnati is undefeated, didn't play anybody. Yeah. Well, Texas not is always really one of those teams well, that and that's is in the beginning about. of the season, but guy, not the what's end. What's your guy's name on K-State? That's – Gerald. Oh, uh, um, Tim Fitzgerald. Tim yeah. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald said, essentially, these guys in Dallas and Austin grow up all year long. They watch them through high school. They mm-hmm. know the kids. They think they're great talent. But what did Texas end up last year? Five and seven? 
with a loss. What would they have projected? What home? would what would have they projected? Yeah, as the beginning of the year. They're but hey, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me twice. I'm not going to be a big <laughs> Texas believer. Yeah, I mean they they always have the talent if they can ever mm-hmm. put it together. So the other thing on that on that was so last year this was interesting to me. So of the top ten that were in the preseason poll, three of them were not even in the poll at the end of the season. So pick top ten at the beginning of the season before they played and and uh, died out. Which I think Iowa State. I don't remember if they finished ranked. I don't think they did last year. So I know they're one of them. And we'll get into Iowa State here in a few. But uh, another podcast I was listening to and I saw a tweet about this. This this one. This time of year, everybody wants to talk football, so things can get a little ridiculous. The uh, Rock Chalk podcast predicted KU's record to be what? What do you think they predicted KU's record to be this year? Well, if it's anything better than three and nine, then they're over Seven and six. They've... <laughs> <laughs> They've way outshot themselves. They've shot themselves in the foot. Yep. No, that was a good. That was a good laugh. And we'll run down some. Joke. We'll run down most teams' schedules here. Try to go yep. through the Big Twelve a little bit. Yep. But I think we're going to start off with. Uh, I mean, Kevin, it's up to you. You want to start with K State, or you going to start with OU? Just yeah, can, looking at their yep. roster. No, we can start. What do we got? We can start at K State. So the first thing that popped out this year for K State was uh, nobody had more. Preseason first team all Big Twelve players in K State this year. You had uh, six so. this year. Yeah. OU and KU both had one. So I think the the challenge with K State is they're going to be top heavy. And what I mean by that is we've got the Deuce Vaughns, uh, Cooper BB, Malik Knowles. I think was on there as a kick returner. Anaduki Azoma, Daniel Green, Julius Prince. I think those were the six, if I remember correctly. the The challenge is there. Um, the, are there other players besides the you got the really good ones but are the other guys going to be uh, average um, just breaking K-State down real quick so on offense you've got Colin Klein as a new offensive coordinator um, he did the LSU game but um, looking at I mean I'm, I'm excited about that I think that guy is going to be a head coach somewhere someday I do too I, I hope it's at K-State it would be similar to a guy that won the national championship at Oklahoma and is coaching at Tennessee now, Josh Heupel. He's got the same mind. He comes from the background of that mind, and he'll be a head coach someday. Yep. And you know that's where he's – that you know that's what he's shooting for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, obviously, Deuce is back. I don't, I don't know that there's a lot to say about Deuce other than one thing I noticed towards the end of last year that I'm going to be watching for this year and watch this when you see Deuce. There's a lot of times K State puts him in motion out of the backfield, mm-hmm. and when they when he do, when he goes in motion, it's interesting how many times there's multiple people on the defense that end up following him, and and the goal there is to to double team him if they're obviously not playing zone, but uh, it's interesting to me that when that happens. That means somebody on the other side of the field is going to be open, and can can we get the ball to him? I mean, well, that comes right down to the transfer quarterback. Can he see the field the way you hope that yeah. he sees the field? And that's, I mean, that's question mark number one for K State is is. I have so, no problem with that quarterback coming in. I think he's, he's better the best than what option. We had. He's the best option yep. that you've got on the, you know. But I look at, I look at K State, and we'll, we'll you can go a little deeper into K State, but I look at it and I'll go. Number one player on the team, without question, in my mind, is Deuce Vaughn. Yep. He's probably 1A if 
Bijan at Texas isn't 1A. Mm -hmm. He's 1-1A. He's 1-2. Those are the two best running backs in the league. Yep. Um, But when you go look at the top ten best players on K-State's team, and this is where I think that makes K-State dangerous, your defensive end is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to say his name. Ozomai. And Aduke Azoma. Yeah. Yep. Felix and Azoma. Yep. Your linebackers. Yep. Your linebackers are unbelievable. Yep. Your Julius Brent's the cornerback, the transfer from Iowa. Yep. Um, unbe- and you know what he did? You know what he is that makes me excited about him that I always think of Oklahoma if we could do this? He's six foot four, legitimately yep. six foot and four. And very long. Very long. So that that's where I think a lot of times they're underrated on the defense side. Yep. Well, and, and last year they ran a three three five, which is odd in the Big 12 and was the yep. first year they had done that. So Kleiman's a defensive-minded coach. He's never done the three three five before. So last year was the first year. You could definitely see them improving as the, as the course of the season went on. Um, I mean, this year, too, now you've had a full offseason to prepare for. It. You've got players that have come in. Um, that are more apt and, and suited for that defense. So I think you're going to see a huge uptick from from K-State's defense. With that said, on the defensive side of the ball real quick, it the, the challenge – I mean, I love our, our defensive line. I love our linebackers, to your point. We lost all of our safeties, but I think we have some guys back that can, that can uh, fill those spots. I'm a little concerned about injuries because – a lot of these guys we're talking about are great, but if something happens to them, there's nothing behind them. And so we. But he has said that they're getting deeper. They are. They're getting they're deeper. They're deeper, but they're not. But to they're the not same deep caliber. with like. I, and we'll get into Oklahoma in a minute. But I don't think they're deep at running back the way. Like if you lose Deuce Vaughn, there's yes. not another Deuce Vaughn correct. in the background. You're that's, correct. That's the thing. You hope that he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, then. Watch out. Their yep. offense will be pretty good. And if Adrian Martinez does, and you've watched Adrian Martinez play at Nebraska, mm-hmm. he does multiple things. He throws the ball decent. He also runs the ball, and he's kind of a brute guy, similar to your offensive coordinator. Yep. He can run the ball. He can move the ball. Um, it, but it's like so many other teams in the Big 12, everyone is starting, or not everyone, because we'll, we'll run through this, but there's so many guys that are first-year guys. Yep. Never. I heard – today that there's 50 players on OU's roster that are putting on an Oklahoma jersey for the first time we had a uh, from last year that's to this lot. year from last year to this year a 40 percent turnover right. on the roster 40 yep. percent that's yep. a lot 112 yep. that means like you just said 50 but that's yep. 60 people that yep. are gone yep that's crazy so yeah going to Martinez I mean Adrian Martinez is is the best option I mean he's better than our backups are so that's a good move. I, I think that's a good get from K State standpoint to try to buy us another year to figure out the quarterback position. Okay, and then you get the transfer in for linebacker that Will Hoppus or Hoppus. Honus, yeah, Honus, yeah, he's from is, Nebraska. Is, is as well. he a friend with Adrian Martinez and just came with him, or I mean, how does that so all work? So he actually out? had K State was down to his final three initially, and I don't even. I mean, he's he's five or six year player now. So well, he actually has put up good numbers he, over I don't, the years. And I could be wrong on this. I'm not sure that he even went to Nebraska initially. I know K State was in his final three, and when we lost him to whoever we lost him to was was a big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, he well, your in, linebacker core with State, Daniel so. Green is really good as a linebacker yep. too. So you've got you've got a 
great the probably one of the top two or three defensive ends and there's they're in the big 12 this year there are multiple good teams with good defensive ends yep but not many of them are as good as Ozama, well, whatever his name yeah, is. Ozuma, <laughs> and, and you haven't so even good. talked about Khalid Duke, who last year was really coming on, starting to make a name for himself before injured. he got hurt. Yeah, um, I have, I, I have a I, kind of a source, but I, I talked to somebody who would know, um, and and he said why because Kleiman said all along he's going to be ready game one, but until this week he wasn't even practicing, so there was a setback. I was told what it was and asked not to share it. But it sounds like he may not be available for week one now, but he'll be ready after that. So if he can come back from that, uh, I think it was an ACL tear, if I remember correctly, got leg whipped. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the defense. I like the way it sets up. As long as people stay healthy, I think we're going to be fine on defense. Last year – what they, I do truly, like we were just saying, I truly think they're underranked. Yeah. They're Last all, year they allowed 1.91 points per drive. So that was a pretty good – Yeah. Pretty good season, so hopefully they're better this year. Bunch of five and six year guys. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard next year because we're going to lose a lot. But yep. uh, this this year, from a defensive standpoint, and I'm going to tell you one other thing on defense. Um, a guy that uh, I, if you follow K State, you know him. If you don't follow K State, probably haven't heard of this guy. But every year I make the prediction of a player that I think you haven't heard of yet that you're going to hear of a lot by the end of the season. And that's going to be Nate Matlack. So he plays on the defensive line. Somebody's got to step up. What kind of a size so, guy is he? Inter interior defensive line? No, he's, he's going to play on an end. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So in the three-three-five, we have two ends in the nose tackle. He'll be on the other end across from Zoma. Um, and somebody's got to step up there. They're going to double team Felix uh, until somebody else can prove they can they can get to the quarterback. So. I think that's an important position, and if he can come out and play like everybody's saying he's been playing in practice, um, he, he's going to be a name you're going to hear. Um, pass defense has to get better, which we talked about that. I think they're going to get to the quarterback more this year. Um, and then got to tackle better. We had so many third downs where we had tackles and stopped teams, but we missed the tackle. They end up getting the first down, and, of course, they end up going to score. So I, I think they have to get better tackling. Let me tell you where, where I'm going to go with um... – K-State, where K-State's got to go. And this is probably you're going to get aggravated at me at this. But but who they got to beat? They've got to beat Baylor, OU, Texas, and OSU. And in first three years of climbing, they've won two games between that, those guys. Mm -hmm. Every game outside of the blowout, Texas, I think Texas blew them out. It's the only game. Every other game is a three-point, four-point yep. game. Yep. Six you're one score it. games last yeah, year. You're on it. You're yep. on it so close. Yep. But you gotta, gotta overcome yep. those guys. Yep. And now you've beat OU two out of the last three years. So but 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 your record is two and ten in three years against those four teams. Yep. Well, those are the top four teams. And you're a point away from winning or a or a possession away from winning multiple ball games there. You get over that hump, then you could turn around and go, This is a ten and two team or a nine and three team. Easily, yeah. I think not. I mean, I if if you ask me to predict the schedule or the, their record this year, I'd say eight and four. I, I you think know what? they could. I think nine and three is the ceiling. Can I, I think say? Six and six can I say the, the team's names and you just go win loss, win okay. loss, win loss? Okay, yep. I'm South Dakota, win. Missouri, win. Tulane, win. OU, yeah, <laughs> loss. <laughs> A Texas Tech, win. Iowa State, win. 
TCU. And, and I will say the Iowa State's a coin flip because it's at if it it's it's in away. Ames. It's an away right. game. TCU's the next week. Another I, away I game. I think that should be a win. Okay. OSU. Probably a loss. At home. That's yep. at home. Probably and a you, loss. And here's the, here's the great thing of the toughest toughest run of your schedule is coming right now. Mm-hmm. OSU, Texas, Baylor. So you go yep. OSU. What do you think? I think that'll probably be a loss. Texas. I don't know. I'm looking. At, yep. I, I I flipped I it both ways. Yep. Baylor. That's a, probably a loss. West Virginia. And then two wins at the end. Well, yep. Okay, you, that's eight and four. Right. So I, that's what I think. I, and I think you pull one of those games out that I said was a that's loss. That's what I say too. Nine and three is your ceiling. Well, six I can and see this. I can see them beating Texas. That could. Yeah. That's a win. I can see them at home against OSU if they're winning. They win Iowa State away. They win TCU home. They come home with OSU, and OSU yep. lost a lot. Yep. They a still lot. have their quarterback. And Baylor lost a lot as well. Yep, they but, still have their quarterback so. at OSU. But you go win, win, win yep. there, you're I, in pretty good shape. Yep. No, I, I think the most important game on this schedule is Missouri. Me too. And I Me say too. that because there's a lot of hype around that game. And you win that game, Yep. you're going to be 3-0 and going into the OU game. Let's say we lose OU, but then Three you've got – Texas more, Tech, I would say three more TCU. winnable games right there. Six and one. So you could conceivably be six and one going into I that Oklahoma that. State game and, and you a know ranked what? team. There's something about Oklahoma that they – but the only thing about the Oklahoma game is it's at Oklahoma. Yeah. And, and we ain't going to be 28-point underdogs this year like we've no. been in the last couple of years. So. But, you know, I was I was reading – you know, I read I read 50 magazines and to just try to figure out who – what what do you think? What does other people think? One guy went like this with K-State's schedule, and this ends up a 7-5 and five schedule. And they went win South Dakota, loss Missouri, win Tulane, loss OU, win Texas Tech, loss Iowa State, win TCU, lose Iowa State. So you're win-lose, win-lose, right. win-lose. Right. But anyway, at the end of the year, then, then at the end of the year, you do win-loss, win-loss, win-loss all year long, but and, then you win the West Virginia. The very K- end. Right. But let me tell you something scary about West Virginia. Now this all comes down to you know West Virginia got that T.J. Daniels yeah. that's he was started at USC yeah. great numbers yeah because he came with Graham Harrell over transfer from USC. yeah and where does he transfer to he transfers to uh, oh where'd he go uh, Georgia, Georgia Georgia yeah. yeah goes to Georgia both years he gets hurt and he transfers because somebody else yeah. becomes a starter if the guy stays healthy. West Virginia's got a chance. He may be yep. the best quarterback in the league if he stays healthy, but he hasn't yet. Yep. So, yep. But yep. I'm, I can look at I, – I truly think on this on K-State, I think they're underrated, and I truly see an 8-4. and 8-4, and four, great yep. bowl I, game. I think 8-4 I think and four is a legitimate chance. And 9-3, uh, and three, you and, pull one and, out. Yep, and I think 9-3 and three is a ceiling. 6-6 six and six is probably the floor. Yeah, and they're going to be somewhere in the middle. Oh, there. I don't think nine and three though. I don't see six and six. So. I think they're too. No, good I don't. On the defense. I, but I think they're that's the floor. I defense. think you have the wrong people get hurt and right game, because this because K State has so in the big in the Big Twelve with ten teams, when you play everybody, you've always got five and four away and home games. So one season is five home games, four away. The next year it's four, it's. Uh, Five away games, four home games, and this is where we have the we have the the five home or away games. You have seven four. home games this year, which is great for the city of Manhattan. So. Seven home games. Yep. Now you don't play Missouri plays in Manhattan. Yes, okay. this year. So yep. seven home games. Yep. They're actually talking about. Awesome. I think they're talking about next year when we go when we're supposed to play at Mizzou. I think they're talking about playing that at Arrowhead. But and, so and Oklahoma has uh, six home games. Um, 
anytime the, the city just let's just go to the chamber of commerce the chamber yeah. of commerce loves seven oh yeah yeah <laughs> no and that's the i mean sometimes we so the years we have more home games in the big 12 than away we can have eight home games depending on how the non-conference goes next year it would be seven because of the missouri game but yeah i mean one thing i want to talk about and then i will get off k-state here i'm going back to the offensive side of the ball so Martinez, I mean, as we talked about, I think he's he's the key here just because um, we wouldn't have the expectations we have right now if we were talking about Will Howard being quarterback. Right. So I, I think, think it, so either. And and obviously there's been a lot of talk about his record at Nebraska making mistakes at the end of big games. When you so Nebraska in pass rushing efficiency last year was out of all FBS and FCS teams, combining both leagues or both divisions, Nebraska ranked 282 out of 295. On what? Pass rushing efficiency. So that meant their the other team's defense was getting through and running after the quarterback, and that quarterback was running for his life all the time. And that won't happen because you do have We a, have a way better offensive oh, line your, your than offensive he's ever had. Don't your offensive line have a preseason Big 12? Yeah, uh, Cooper, yep. yep. No, The it, offensive line yep. is going to be good. Yep. So, so I think that's a, a huge thing. Um, my concern on the offensive side of the ball is potentially wide receiver because we have guys who can – but they're, they're undersized. And they have not been able to stay a whole season. I, I was looking so. at your wide receivers today, and it's the same frustration that I've always had at Oklahoma. They're, they're, remember, Iowa State had those big guys, 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", tight ends, and a couple wide receivers, 6'4", 6'5". I think you have to go get those guys to win some of the battles on – you get inside the red zone. you got to have some big guys and go up and get the ball in the mm -hmm. end zone and stuff. When you don't have that, or a great linebacker, and I don't know who your linebacker is. I mean, not your linebacker, your tight end. I don't know who your tight end is. Uh, Sammy Wheel will probably be the tight end, which he's a, a fifth or sixth year guy, so yeah. he's been around. So, yeah. Well, and I'm going to sound like Paul Roberts on this one. Shout out to Paul Roberts. Mm -hmm. I'm a, the, you know who's important on both Oklahoma and K State's team? You have a punter who puts the ball inside the twenty on these on these games that are. Yep. Stretched out games. Your punter, uh, Ty Zintner, he's put in the last two seasons 30 balls inside the 20-yard line. And then I looked at his numbers. He always – he's almost a 50-yard guy yes. per hour. Yep. You don't think about what how important – and I don't know if you consider a punter an offensive guy or a defensive guy. I, I'm kind of in a wash on that. But I'm telling you, he can change ball games yep. if he can put the ball inside the 20, not get a kick back, and make yep. the field longer for people. Yep. Uh, and with as good as your defense is, that that guy that's kicking the ball is going to put you in a lot of good field position. Yep. And, and, our, and at the end of the year. Our place kicker is good, too, when he can kick it straight. <laughs> I mean, the guy has a monster leg, can kick 70-yard field goals all day. Problem is he doesn't just he doesn't always kick it straight. So. Well, your kid was honorable Big Twelve last year as a punter. Oklahoma's was the All Big Twelve punter. He averaged yep. fifty one yards again and had sixteen inside the twenty just last year. And I think he's literally a guy that turns the field around. Yep. No, absolutely. And uh, yep, a lot of people don't talk about yep. punters, but man, it makes a difference if you don't have a guy shanking it out of bounds at the forty or whatever yep well and the other you know the other thing that's interesting to me that w we'll know very quickly how this goes but last year 
K-State averaged 58 plays a game, which I don't know if it was last in the NCAA, but it was in the bottom 10 for yeah. sure. Whenever and, Oklahoma led, and back so, whenever three years in a row we led with Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, and um, San Francisco, I mean the Cardinal. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. We we were we we're running eighty five plays, right. ninety plays. Their, their goal is to try to get in the low to mid seventies. Yep. Um, what's interesting as I was looking at this is in the Big Twelve, they've actually the last few years have slowed way down in their pace of play. Um, but well, so what's are getting better? What'll be interesting and and Kleiman, to his credit, he said this a couple times. He didn't run a lot of plays at North Dakota State. But he was up most of the time, so he didn't have to. Yes, he's and just so running he's, the clock. He's recognized the clock. that, so they're going to do they're going to do some no huddle, come out quick. What What's interesting on that Big Twelve stat though um, that I'm interested to see, it, you've got while the trend has been lower, you've got your new offensive coordinator coming from Mississippi, right. loves loves to go fast. Yep. You've got Sonny Dykes coming to TCU. Loves to go fast. Yep. So I'm I'm assuming that 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 play count's going to start trending back up as as some of these. Well, the, the Levy at Oklahoma, they just say he just he's a video game guy. He just run 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 run. You're going to move right. move move the ball move the ball. Now, I don't know if you're ready to get into OU. Let's yet or go. Not, but I the thing is, they're just like multiple years in the past. Um they're going to have all the offensive firepower they need. Mm-hmm. They're just they're, – their running backs are four deep. The wide receivers we, – we, we had a kid that we loved three years ago named Theo Weiss. was injured all of last year. He's back. It's almost like having a guy like um, – I mean, if Garrett Cole for the Yankees was injured for a year and all of a sudden you get him back, you go, hey, here we go again. with a, And Theo Weiss is that guy. He's unbelievable. He was never played a game last year. Um. Marvin Mims probably all big. He's all Big Twelve wide receiver. He's going to be unbelievable. Yep. But what we what the thing that I saw, we got a five star wide receiver, and this is what I've always wanted at Oklahoma, and we've not had. Even if you go back to our best wide receivers over the last five years, a guy with size. We have a true freshman that in the spring game, which I know it's just a spring game, but he showed tons of talent. His name is uh, Gavin Sawchuck, and wait till you see him. And remember the name. They say he's the fastest guy on the team. Just, and he's a wide receiver, six foot five, fastest guy on the team. He had a ninety-five yarder in the spring game that he just blew our defense away. Runs like a four-two, four-three, and he's six-five, and he's a true freshman. And they said, uh, they, they've said these older guys that are in the wide receiver rotation. You know, he's pounding his way up to the top of that whole rotation. So, it's a guy that we don't know anything about yet and put him in front of 85,000 people. Maybe it's a different animal. But, honestly, he's he's got all the talent in the world. And then we have another one, um, um, Jalen Gibson, that's another wide receiver, 6'5". But, 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 but. So it's just, he's just – they're yeah. unbelievable. Now, but here's the thing that, like you just said, you lost 40% of your mm-hmm. roster, 40%. None of these guys play together. They've never played for this coach before. Yep. I can go down my schedule and I can literally look at it and go, hey, that's a 10 and 1 schedule. I can look at it that way and go, it's a 10 and 1 schedule. It could be a 8 and 4 schedule, same as you. Yep. You just you just don't know until you get your hands. Nebraska came to Oklahoma last year and gave us all we wanted. 
Um, I hope we don't go to Nebraska and do that again and leave it up to the field goal kickers to win the ball game. But but I go and I go, here's our schedule. I'm going to just run through it real yep. quick like I did K-State. Yep. UTEP, home, win. Kent State, win. We go to Nebraska. I know it can be a nut cutter, but it is what it is. I, I think you should win. They sh- you should. Should win. But Baron, I would not Stanford, be shocked Steve to both lose. both picked Nebraska. And I would not game. be shocked. Uh, but then, and then the very next week's K State. Say you win the Nebraska game and walk away feeling good. Probably the K State game at home. Because truthfully, over the last five to six years, I feel like K State game's a toss up mm-hmm. every year. Yep. But let's say we win it. Let's just I'm, I'm going to look at it as a win. Yep. TCU the next win's a win. Then we go to Dallas. Right. We got very lucky to win in Dallas last year. Yeah. I mean Texas should have Texas probably should won, have won four of the last five. Yeah. But but we're lucky. We've yep. got lucky sooner magic. By the way, so I'm looking at it this way, and I'm going to say it. And it's going to make all my Oklahoma friends. I think that's our loss. I think it's our loss. It's just I feel that I felt that way. This year's kid that plays for Texas that transferred from Ohio State was the number one prospect in the country yep. coming out of high school. He's still considered a true freshman yep. at Texas. He must be some kind of special. Yeah, well, we don't know because he hasn't We don't played. know because he hasn't played. He, and he's, he not, he's never on the stepped bench. He's never yep, stepped on. Ohio State but here's the thing. Neither has our quarterback. No, you're right. So, you know yep. what? That That's the one game that I'm worried about right off the top. And I'll go, we could be one, two, three, four, five and oh, go to Dallas and and – Boy, you better hope for some something good. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, but then then the very next week after Texas yeah. is Kansas, KU. it's a winner. Yeah. Iowa State away, back home with Baylor. This is what's wonderful right. about our schedule. Yep. Baylor is the first ranked team of the preseason ranking that we play right. all year long. If we're undefeated at that time, we get Baylor at home. West Virginia away. West Virginia is if J T Daniels stays healthy. People are, people are calling them. People I don't think like, they have much. I, I don't know. Outside of him. Um, I, don't, and then, I just don't and then, think they and have then much. It's a, and then it's the same thing as the as the Dallas game at, with Texas in Dallas. OSU is at home for us this year. Yep. If everything worked out perfect for me, I would look at our schedule and go, it's a 10-1 and one or 9-2 and two schedule, and I don't know where the other loss is. And I've learned and I've been around Oklahoma long enough to know they're going to lose one that they're not supposed to lose. They're going to lose to a K State. They're going to lose to an Iowa State away. They're going to. I mean, they're going. To, you know, Baker had all these great years. Baker goes up to Iowa State and loses at Iowa State. Now that's when Brock Purdy and all those six five, whatever it is, what it is. But that's that's the frustrate. But here's Oklahoma and Kansas both. Here's K State's ranked teams they play this year. Nine is Oklahoma preseason, OSU and Baylor. That's it. So far, so far at the preseason polls. Right. So you, but could, they'll end up playing more ranked teams as the season well, goes on. But the only other people that's got a chance of getting ranked is potentially Texas. I, I think Texas. I think K State. I think. Oh, but you don't play yourself though. So no, no. I'm, I'm saying. just saying in the Big Twelve because oh, we're for playing us. the same team. No, right? for us, I could right. see where case if K State wins, if K State wins, South Dakota State, Missouri, Tulane, three in a row, and some other people fall off. I could see. K State getting in the top twenty five. If K State if K State beats Missouri and goes three and zero, they'll be in the top. Tw- yep. they'll be at the You'll bottom, the but they'll be in the top twenty five yep. when they when they play OU. But then I look at okay, I went I went two other schedules, and this is Big Twelve where you go. God's honesty, Big Twelve is a little weak if you look mm-hmm. at the schedule. It's weaker oh, oh, than oh, it has oh. been. 
The Big 12 needs a good – I mean, with OU and Texas in the league, they need both of those teams to be good for them to get any kind of national recognition. Right. So I I go over and look at two other people's schedules. Well, I actually looked at three. But Arkansas, number one. I look at Arkansas. They're just around the corner from us. They opened the season with Cincinnati, who was in the Final Four last year. Cincinnati's point – and Arkansas is ranked like 19th. They get Cincinnati to open. Then they go to South Carolina, unranked. But if if the kid from Oklahoma that transferred is going to be the quarterback at South Carolina as good as advertised, South Carolina is one of those surprise teams that could be yep. very good. Yep. Um, you, you just don't know. And then they play Mississippi State. Who knows? Who coaches at Mississippi State? On to Texas A&M in Dallas, number six team in the country. Their fifth game of the year is Alabama at home, number one team in the country. Then they go Mississippi – well, Mississippi was first. Mississippi State, Lane Kiffin. That's a Lane Kiffin team. No, Mississippi State is Leach. Okay, Mississippi is Is Lane Kiffin. Kiffin, So that's what he does. He gets gets Cincinnati, top 25, South Carolina – all these transfer kids, yeah. Mississippi with with um, Mike Leach offense, and then they go Texas A and M, Alabama, Mississippi State, and then away at BYU. My God! And then Auburn. Right. Finally, they get relief, Liberty, <laughs> and then they go LSU, Old Miss, Missouri. Yeah. Tough. I mean, that's a tough schedule. So yeah. then I start saying, okay, so whose schedule is tougher than that? Who? How do you get any tougher than that? That's tougher than our schedule by far, I think. Um, I mean, probably you you either got to have another SEC team or maybe like a Notre Dame or somebody that's independent that plays a lot. I mean, that's well, the, the, way the, the only tougher. one that I looked at that was tougher was Notre Dame. Okay, so yeah. Notre Dame opens with Ohio State, number two team in the country. Yep. Okay, lose that game and you're. They're projecting Ohio or Notre Dame in the top ten. Yeah. Lose that game. Guess who they end the season with? Same as they always do. USC. USC. Well, yeah. how tough is that? Yeah. Open no, and close yeah. with the and bookings. And in the middle, you get BYU, which everybody keeps bragging on BYU, which yeah, we'll I, see. I never know yeah, about you BYU. You never know. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you a couple things that I noticed with OU. Um, number one, uh, I've – Obviously, with the connection to K-State, I, I follow Brent Venables. Obviously, this line of connection there as well. Um, he asks a lot from his linebackers yep. and his defensive schemes. And I would say from what I've seen, you maybe you would tell me I'm incorrect, but I think on the defensive side of the ball, that's probably your guys' weakest spot this year. Would you agree or disagree with, with that linebackers? Statement? Yes. Yes, we have nobody coming right. back. Both of our linebackers last year are gone, and Correct. we didn't have backups. So that's that would be concerning to me from yep. OU standpoint. I mean, offensively, they're going to score. The schedule sets up great. There's only two, what I would say, good defensive teams. Maybe three if we throw K State in there this year if they improve. So they're going to score. That's that's not going to be a problem for OU. I don't think. Um, short of. Gabriel getting hurt, and and then you have to start. By the way, Sergeant Booty, I love that name. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. It's not Sergeant, it's General Booty. <laughs> or General Booty, I'm sorry. I'm tell you General about, Booty, Let me sorry. tell you about General Booty. He released his first line of NLI merchandise this yeah. week, and it's, he's got shirts, hats, backup quarterback at OU. Yep. 
He's already got probably shirts. third string quarterback. He's, at he's already got shirts that says "I love booty." Yeah, uh, booty call. We got booty. Got shirts, hats, everything, and he's put it out there that a percentage of his profits will go to the Oklahoma Children's Hospital I heard that, at yeah. OU. Yeah, but he will be a fan favorite. Oh yeah, just because of his yeah. name. Oh yeah, no, I love the name. Sorry, I screwed it up. But, but. no, no, he's uh, yeah, General Booty, and he said ever since. Did you know that his uncle? Uh, and I don't know if you, anybody out there can remember this name. His uncle was quarterback at USC about 10, mm-hmm. 12 years ago, uh, John David Booty. Yep. And he was a dandy. He yep. was a good player. So I think we got a good one there, but he's not going to be the starter. I mean, he's uh, – well, of course, you know how things happen everywhere. That's the scary thing about everybody. You better have a good backup quarterback or you're in trouble. Well, and, and so OU was not picked to win the Big 12 this year. First time in a long time that's happened. And so I'm I'm looking at things and I'm thinking, okay, why is OU not the favorite? I think it all comes to the coaching You got staff. a new coach. I think you got a new coach and, and a turnover. new quarterback. I mean, I think those are your two. I mean, they always get all the blame and all of the praise at the yep. end of the day. Um, I say that. And I think, I mean, Gabriel has to come out and do well. There's no question about that. If he doesn't do well and, and now you got issues in the quarterback room and who's playing, it, it could get ugly pretty fast. But I say all that to say this. Initially, I would not have picked OU myself to be in the Big 12 championship game. I think they'll be in the Big 12 championship game. I think they Whether will. Whether they win or lose it, I don't know. But. I, I think they – after I look at their schedule, I'm picking I'm, I'm picking them solely because of their schedule. they got the softest schedule they, I've ever seen. And every team that we would say is a difficult team that they're going to – that should be a close game in the Big 12, every single one of those games is in normal. Home games. Yep. yep. And we always – That's a huge advantage. We've been known to be over, – over the years, I think Stoops had more – bow wins in his career than losses at home mm-hmm. and it's kind of tr- it trended over to i think in like three years the only people that beat us at home was k-state was the only yep. loss we had at home yep so yeah so let's go through a few teams we don't have to go through all of them on the big 12 um i don't know that who do what you think i mean you're going to go to the top we're not going to so, we're not going to cover kansas yeah, sorry i wasn't going to do ku texas tech texas tech and i don't even care TCU, to cover iowa state so, but yeah so let's start with Texas. I mean, what's your thoughts on Texas? This okay, year? the kid. That's what I was just saying a minute ago. The kid from Texas must be a special talent because they have choices at quarterback. Yeah, um, and, and all all things point. I'm gonna t- something that I I heard on Stanford Stephen Bear that I agree with. Now that I think about it, Card was going to be the starter. He you is Hudson to everything. Card. Hudson Card until is quarterback all this year week. Long. All of a sudden. They do a 180, and they announce yours as the starter. I think he must be he must be an unusual. Do talent. you think? Because he has a crap load of NIL deals. Yeah. I wonder, and this is not my thought. This is Stanford Stephen Bear. I wonder if this isn't another situation where Texas boosters got involved because of the money they got. That's Texas's number one problem. Yep. There's too no, many absolutely. coaches. That's what they I'm have saying. too many coaches. That's what I'm saying. I think that yep. it's weird for them to do a 180 a week before the first game and all of a sudden switch just like that. Now, he, this this kid that's going to be their starter, Queen Ours, Ewers, E-W-E-R-S, yep. that's going to be their starter. He transferred out of Ohio State, but they're calling him a true freshman. Correct. So what did he do? Did he only spend the – spring of his senior year at Ohio State and then transferred down? No. 
I don't. He didn't play, so I'm sure he got. I'm sure it's a red shirt. But they're calling him a true freshman. Oh well, maybe it's because of COVID. I I don't know because I don't know all these rules on the COVID year. But at at the time, most people, most of these national magazines, he's a five star guy, and he was rated for for many magazines the number one recruit in the country, and Ohio State guy. No, this is the first kid that signed a million dollar NIL deal at Ohio State. Never played it down. I. I think he could be unbelievably talented, but he's never walked on the floor. Now, hey, yep. walk on the floor at uh, the Cotton Bowl and and show up and do great. Yeah, you might get a two well, million dollar NIL I think, deal. Who I knows? think they have to get out of week two healthy. Yeah, I mean, I do. I would probably not give them a chance to win that game. Alabama. Who knows? Yeah. See that week week one is nothing fun. Yeah. Northwestern and Nebraska is the only fun game in the whole week one. Week two is when the fun starts. And week two, you've mm-hmm. you've got you've got that one, uh, Texas yeah. Alabama. Alabama might wear him out, and yeah. he might say, "This is it." Yeah. I, I mean, I'm big time now. But what if he does great? Then you change your mind about Texas. Oh yeah, and go, absolutely. Hey, they yeah. might be pretty damn solid. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an argument for Texas here. So last year, they started four and one, and they had an 18 point lead against OU with 16 minutes left in the game. Ultimately and then, and, lost and then it, and all hell and then all hell broke loose. So they had second half double digit leads against Baylor, OU, and OSU, which were the three best teams in the conference last year. Lost all of them. They were close, didn't get it done, and they basically lost very few starters from that team. Let me tell you a funny thing about Texas. That's and I wrote it down earlier. And I, to, I wish I could find it, but Texas uh, averaged 35 points a game last year. Um, don't you think in today's, you know, 35 points a game should win some ball games for you? You would think 35 points a game. Um, so here's the problem: five and seven in 2021 averaged over 35 points a game. We're talking about their offense right now, how much their offense has improved. Mm-hmm. So what if they score 38 a game this year? Nobody's saying and, anything yep. about how much better their defense yep. has got. Sarkeesian is not a defense He's guy. He's, yep. So their defense still might be giving up 42, 47 right. a game. So they're, for them to become a legitimate contender, their defense has got to get and, better. And I'm just going to say this. I don't get the love – for Sarkeesian. I say I that don't understand at Washington, at he didn't do well. Chris Peterson comes well, in, in immediately with- does well. USC doesn't do bad, doesn't do well there. Helton, I mean, he didn't do great, but he did better than Sarkeesian. Obviously, yeah. we had an issue there when he got fired. I mean, the only thing the guy's really ever done is he went to Alabama, and he's a pretty good assistant there, but well, everybody, isn't everybody? I mean, well, yeah, with that. Under, so, did you see the money? Did you happen to see the money that uh, – Nick Saban just got yeah ninety three yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Yep, Eleven, over eleven million dollars, and it'll go up because worth, worth every penny. It's it's in his contract that he's the highest paid coach in the country as long as he's coaching. So as soon as somebody else gets a bigger contract, they just add to it. So it's I'll tell you know, one of the great things about conversation that. about t- that t- if t- it's t- worth it or not. Uh, we'll go into it maybe a little deeper yeah, as the football time. season yep. goes. But let me tell you this: you know what everybody else like Lincoln Riley. Uh, your coach. Um, every coach in the country got a big smile on their face and said, that is awesome because that sets the value. Oh, yeah. And if I go – say, let's just say that you go 9-3 and three this year. Didn't your coach going to expect a raise? Mm-hmm. 
What if what if um what if our guy goes ten and one? Isn't he gonna want to raise? And they're gonna go, Well, here's what he's getting. It's the same way with everything. The price just keeps going up. And and with the money involved in what we've getting, I saw I saw where that the uh I think it was the uh pack no, it's not the pack twelve, the uh Nebraska and all that bunch. What was it? A the big ten billion dollars. Yeah, it's deal? ridiculous. Yep, unbelievable. Yep, and I didn't have a chance. I've been traveling this week for work, so I didn't have a chance to dive into some of that stuff. I was talking to one of the guys I was traveling with though about this because they're they're the Big Ten gets paid like thirty five million dollars for one game a week for their game of the week that yeah. I think is going to be on NBC or CBS. I don't remember. They, I'd have they, to they made a pact with ESPN, yeah. how NBC, do you, and, and how do you, CBS. They wouldn't do it unless they're making money. How do you justify paying $35 million for that game and just, come out ahead? I added it up, and it was like $60 million per team. Yeah. In the Is Northwestern not happy with $60 oh, million yeah. if you divide it evenly, yeah. which I suppose they do? They are at this And then point, on yeah. top of that, every bowl game divided evenly with the – and now watch the bowl games getting to. The bowl games are getting so – I mean, everybody makes millions yeah. of dollars on the – the athletic budgets have become ridiculous, yep. which – no fault to that. That's because me and you are consumers. Yep. We watch it. Yeah, we pay to watch it. Yep. Yeah. So let's go to OSU. What do you got for them? You know what? Spencer Sanders is back. Yep. And he's, what is he going to be a senior this year? I think year? he's been there 10 years. He's, I think this <laughs> makes his eighth year as starting quarterback at Oklahoma State. And he, he uh, if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you love him and you hate him. 40 turnovers and 32 he, games. That's his thing. He is unbelievably talented. He runs the ball great. He throws the ball great. Does everything good, and he spit. He's he spits it out. And he I think turns the ball over. I think their entire and season relies on him. And it I does. say that it's because 100%. I think their offense will be fine. They lost a lot on defense. I think they're going to have to outscore teams this year. Yep. And if he can do that, I think oh, they'll be fine. If he has a lot of turnovers again, I think they may struggle. I didn't. I I wish I would have wrote this down. But you know, you know, his defensive coordinator left. Yes, that's lost, a huge lost, loss. Lost Jim yes. Knowles to Ohio State. Yes, huge and, and loss. Tell me how good Jim Knowles must have been if Ohio State hired yeah. him. No, huge loss for Oklahoma he must State. have. You know what they must have done? They must have looked down there and said, "What is that nut doing right at Oklahoma State that he's holding people in the Big Twelve to low numbers?" Yeah. And Ohio State said, go get him. Not only that, they lost three or four guys to the NFL. Yep. And then when those left, multiple people left Trans in the transfer yep. portal. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to come down to their, their offense. Their defense isn't going to be great. Mm. They got to outscore teams. They And that, so, now you're back to Spencer Sanders' shoulders. I mean, okay, so they it's going to rely on that. They played 12 games last year. Yep. Eight of the 12 games, would you believe this if I told you this? Even as good a record as they have, eight of their games last year, they scored less than 30 points. Mm -hmm. Less than 30. Yeah, but their defense was – In the Big 12, yeah. you cannot score less than 30 points yeah, and expect and to win, win a ball yep. game. But their defense was that good. Their defense – I mean, that's why they go – yeah. That's why they said, go get yep. him. Ohio yep. State said, go pay him yep. whatever you but got. But they don't him. have that this year. They got to no. score more. So, it comes so. down to, like you said, it comes down to how good is Spencer Sanders – but I look at their team and I'll go, you know who their best players are? Three defensive ends still coming back. They have three defensive ends. Uh, that Brock Martin is unbelievable. First team all Big 12. Had 11 and a half sacks last year. He's really good. Um, Tyler Lacey's another honorable Big 12 guy. So their defensive ends yep. are. 
But how many defense ends can you yep. play in a game? Yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, it's yeah. It it'll be interesting. Like, like I said, I just I. I see that I see teams being able to score pretty easily against them definitely early in the season. And and all the the best wide receiver that Sanders has got is five foot eight. Yep. Well, the, I just was talking, talking about, about how size, big the quarterbacks yeah. are now. Yep. They're long and they're a five yep. eight. Go go to your friend who's five eight and have a friend that's six four stand next to him. Yeah. And just say, let's just go play against each other. And how many times are you going to, is the five, eight guy going to win? Yeah. You can't, this is not, when you don't have the size advantage of wide receiver, you can't run those, those routes where you're throwing the ball up for grabs and expect him. Yep. And that that kid's name's Presley. He's five foot eight. He's he's second team, all big 12 last year, a tremendous wide receiver, but he's five, eight. He hasn't got any pro prospects. He's, He's just—he's a different animal. Yep. Um, so I think they're under, and I think they're a little bit overrated. Yep. We'll see. I mean, Gundy surprises me every oh, year. Oh my God! You know what? This is a fact about Gundy, and it makes my Oklahoma. He's friends, been there eighteen years. Makes my Oklahoma friends get mad at me, and I'm going to say it real quietly. I like Mike Gundy. Yeah. I think he's a cool yep. guy. I think the kids like him. Yep. He's. He's and he and he somehow tweaked he he somehow every couple of years he's right in there for the Big Twelve yep. championship. If it wasn't be that it wasn't for the fact that Oklahoma got on a run that's unheard of yep. and went six in a row, he's right there every year. Yep. And if he beats Oklahoma, he's the one that has six in a row. Yep. Yep. So um yep. No. I, I really think that here's what's gonna happen when we leave the Big Twelve, when Oklahoma Texas leave the Big Twelve. A lot of people got their hands on it. K-State will change. Um, Oklahoma State will change. Oklahoma State literally, I think, could turn into the best, best team in the Big mm-hmm. 12 if Absolutely. they keep Gundy. Yep. I think if Dave – and Baylor's going to be next on our list here. I think right. if Baylor keeps Dave Aranda, which oh, I don't think he will, I think he'll move on he at some will. point. He's but if a, they keep him, he's in the conversation. That team's going to be in the conversation he, every year, I too. I could see him coaching in the NFL someday. Yep. I, He's a tactical yeah. genius. Yep. He knows how to move people around. He actually did a thing, too, this year. He got rid of another quarterback just to end mm-hmm. the controversy. Just yep. no more scholarship. You're out. Yep. Uh, a smart move on a coach's part because you don't want a quarterback controversy. You don't want a quarterback controversy. We had one in Oklahoma last year, mm-hmm. and look what happened with yep. Spencer Rattler yep. and with Caleb Williams. Williams yep. When you get a quarterback controversy, everybody in the state's upset. Yep. Hey, you know what he did? Get rid of the controversy. Yep. Here's well, my guy. Well, here, here, here's my take on Baylor. I think what Baylor is built, and, and because of the past, Baylor drives me crazy. With that said, I think they're. I think with him there, they're building something. I, I don't know that they're this year. I don't know that they're quite there. They'll be caught cheating. But in they about will. One more year. I mean, Watch it's out. possible. But I mean, you look at the offensive. So they they got a new Baylor? quarterback. They've got. <laughs> How? New running backs. They've got new wide receivers. The offensive line returns four, but everywhere else in the offense is new people. Yep. But they're building that depth that we talked about before. Um, they're on their offense. What they're tremendous at. A lot of experience get, back on. D. Well, they go they on their offensive line though, which we always. You know what? I truly think this is why Oklahoma was good with Baker. Baker, say what you want to say about Baker. Say what you want to say about Kyler. Say what you want to say about about um, Jalen Hurts. Do you know why they were tremendous? 
the starting center for the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. Yeah, the guy just to the left of him, yep. starting at OU. The yep. guy in Buffalo that's unbelievable. That's covering for the offensive line yep. was unbelievable. Yep. And that OU struggled with that last year. Last right. year, right. that was first, the weakest first, they've been on the front line. Uh, in a you long know, time. and that's and you know whose fault that is. That son of a bitch, USC. He went soft. <laughs> now he I got to check soft. the explicit box again. Sorry, this podcast. He, the, he he actually he actually he's from the time Stoops left till till the last time of the boy out west. We went soft. We were not the same people that we were. Bidenbow now is back as the offensive line coach, and is, they've been in the weight room. And I think our offensive line is going to be back. But across the across the Big Twelve, there's probably. 10 to 15 offensive linemen that will play in the NFL. Yep. And K-State's got two of them. You, and yep. Baylor's got a couple of them. Oklahoma's yep. got a couple of them. The offensive line, and that's why our offenses yep. are so potent because yep. their offensive line yeah, is tremendous. Yeah, they got time to do stuff, yeah. So, Baylor, uh, just looking, again, I don't know a lot about their team either, but just looking quickly at their team, um, they lost their, a couple of their best defensive players, but mm-hmm. their are front four, two deep. All of them are back. Who do you, do you so. know who their quarterback is? I don't. See, and I went to the top ten players on Baylor, and the quarterback's not in the top ten. In the Big 12, You, this is where I'm scared about them. If you're not in the top ten as a, one of the players on your team and you don't have a top-tier quarterback. Blake Shapin. Never heard of yep. him. Yep. Like I said, offense, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. I think I they'll too. still be good on defense. Um, but uh, but you're not going to out. So I, I think there's a chance. I mean, they made the championship game last year. I think there's a chance they don't get there this year. Yeah. But I think after this year, with the depth that they're building and the guys they're bringing in, I think that they're they're going to be a, a problem moving the, forward. Here's the, here's the scary thing though. If he leaves, we're talking about the head coach. If he leaves, the transfer portal is wide open. And so kids could just go yep. everywhere. Yeah, that's yep. what's the yeah. scary thing. Everything about I'm talking football. about with that program yeah. is it starts with him. If he leaves, then that's yeah. If he leaves and they don't bring in a top tier guy, then it's a scary deal. But you know what they're going to say when the when Oklahoma and Texas leaves the Big Twelve? Hey, we can take this thing over. Yep, yep. TCU, um, Sonny Dykes, last I like three Sonny stops. Dykes. He has not had a winning record in year one. Is this going to be the time that changes? You know what? How how long we were just talking about? Uh, Adrian Martinez has been around forever. Mm-hmm. How long has Max Dugan been around? <laughs> about as long as Spencer Sanders. If I feel like because yeah. people call me Dugan, so I always remember his name. Yeah. Um, he's he's had some great years, but he is as similar to Spencer Sanders. He turns the ball over too. I much. think there's a decent chance he's not starting quarterback by the end of the season. There, I mean. He just turns the ball over yep. too much. But he's thrown for a lot. But, but he's a dual dual guy. He's ran for 1,400 yards in the last three years, mm-hmm. which is pretty good for a quarterback. He's passed for uh, over almost 6,000 yards in three years. Uh, but he's got 20 interceptions. Yep. He turns the ball over too much. Yeah, I, I did hear that they are transitioning to a 3-3-5 defense with their new defensive coordinator there. And so their D wasn't good last year. And changing everything now, I think they might struggle on that side of the ball. But uh, I, I do too. I, 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 their strength is their offense. I think TCU is the biggest wild card in this conference, as far as I have literally. Absolutely Are we going to do rankings no in a minute? Are we going to do um, some rankings in here on like, who do you think is going to win? What, the, 
So the other two, I've got Iowa State. Anything you want to talk about them? Well, their history season, history making season last year that didn't pan out. <laughs> but you know, uh, the quarterback has been back up for two years. Yeah, who knows about him? Yep. They're the starting quarterbacks. Names Hunter Deckers. He will. Uh, who knows? I mean, probably is a highly high prospect or whatever. But he's been sitting on the bench for two years. I don't know if you don't come in as a true freshman or a sophomore and start all along how tough it is to come in in your third year. Years ago, and I'm talking about 20 years ago, a guy sitting on the bench for two years is awesome. Mm -hmm. You love him. Hey, he's been learning the system. But if you're not good enough to start as a freshman or a sophomore, then you got your worries. (laughs) Yep, because the, there's so many good, ta- so much talent. The two things I'll say about them uh, trying to be nice to Iowa State after their, I mean, last year was going to be their year. I mean, yeah. when you look at it. so when I was looking, so over fifty percent of their offensive starters from last year are gone. All the size, all that big boys, and over forty percent, uh, or less than forty percent of their defensive production from last year is returning. Yeah, they lost a lot now. The guys that did stick around, like McDonald, I mean, he's probably one of the best defensive players in the league. Yep. I think he had 14 sacks-ish last year. Yep. Um, but same thing I was talking about with K-State. I mean, you're, you, you've got to have well, somebody else gone. step he, up. No, he's still gone. there. He's oh, back. Yeah. Yeah. I thought their best player coming back was probably their uh, defensive end that's a um, big old son of a gun. Had like seven or eight sacks last year. Franklin, TJ mm. Franklin, mm-hmm. really good. Um. But when you – I just I, I just I, don't see them I as think, being better than 6-16. Six and 16. No, I would agree. And I think that Matt Campbell is by far the most overrated coach in the conference, and I heard this today. In Campbell's years at Iowa State, he's averaging six one-score games every season. In those games, he's 15-21. and 21. I didn't run through everybody's schedule, so. but I looked at this. Why does Iowa and Iowa State play the first game of the year? I looked at their schedule and is Iowa the Cyhawk Trophy? Why would you do it the first game of the year? I mean, even if you're they a marketing always person, have. they always do it the first yeah, game. Always have, uh, not always, but most of the time. Since they've feels, started playing that every year, I believe it has been. Well, the it first just game. feels funny to me that you play your number one rival. I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State at Thanksgiving feels better. The, and and oh, you guys played Kansas last, right? It's not a big rivalry because y'all been hammering them so bad. But in years past, that's where you want. In my year with my number one rival, they are goofy up there. Start the year with their number one rival, and then hey, sets the presence for the rest of your year. West Virginia, mm. I got nothing other than the only thing I just the kid, the kid is tremendously talented. I mean, he I, went to USC and played great. This has got to be Neil Brown's make it or break, make or break year. I mean, the, the quarterback's name is JT Daniels, yeah. and if you guys can remember this, Georgia won the national championship with JT Daniels as quarterback, and Georgia won the national championship. He won the first seven games for him, yep. got hurt, and yep. transferred. And once he got hurt, then the next kid came in and he yeah. won the national championship. Right. But the year before, he was at USC, so he's a three-time transfer already with two injured years. What they're saying about him. Now, this is what I've read about JT Daniels. He could have the best arm in the Big 12. 
could be the most over God gifted talented mm-hmm. kid in the Big Twelve. But is he going to stay healthy? Does he? Well, does he have an offensive line? Does anybody line throw it to him? Yeah, I, I don't know the it's answer. It's different to that, than so. USC and so Georgia. Speak, speaking of West Virginia quarterbacks, I don't know if you saw this, but so you remember that Jared Deggy that was there? It seems like he was there at West Virginia for 94 years, too. So earlier this year, he transferred to, uh, I think it was Western Kentucky, if I remember correctly, from West Virginia. And he, I think he's got one year of eligibility left. So this week, he just entered the transfer portal again on like the 14th or 15th of the month. So I guess a little over a week. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, like literally, they're not even staying a full offseason season before they're transferring anymore. It's literally, I mean, I don't know the situation. Maybe he wasn't going to start whatever. But to transfer three weeks into the practice fall camp before they start playing, I mean. Does Daniels get a national championship ring? With Georgia, so. yeah, I would assume so. He was on the team. Well, he won the first six yeah, or seven yeah, games. He, he had he actually had good numbers with uh, with Georgia before he got hurt. So, so all right, but okay, we're, we're just a just little to, over just, an hour right now. Just so. to be kind, okay. Have you got anything nice you want to say about Kansas? Yeah, I could say some nice things about KU. Um, so I had a Basketball conversation. Seasons right around the corner. <laughs> no, I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, last week about the KU, and and I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I see improvement. I think they have the right coach. I think he's a good coach. You got to give him time. I think it was that bad when he got there. Um, no, my, my problem he doesn't get many kids out of the transfer portal like other people. No, go my problem get. has nothing to do with the the coach or the KU football program. My my problem is with the fans who. Are predicting them to go seven and five this year, and <laughs> and say there's no rivalry, but then get pissed off every time we say anything about KU. So the top two players on Kansas's team are transfers. Mm-hmm. I think I think they are. They they have a linebacker out of UCF, which UCF's been good for. He started four years in a row for UCF. Why he transferred to Kansas, I have no idea, but he's been a really good player for UCF. I I don't get that. Why would you transfer to Kansas? Yeah, maybe has a girlfriend, just like Martinez. Yeah. Maybe he just has a girlfriend there. And then they have a defensive end named Lonnie Phelps. It's supposed to be really good. He's a transfer out of Miami University that has put up great numbers in that conference, which is like the AAC or something. So the Big 12 is a different animal. No, I, I want KU to be better. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 needs KU to be better. Yep. I mean, we need a 6-6 six and six KU team. I mean, that's – that's going to help everybody. I do think as long as we beat them and that we're one of those six losses every yeah. year, I'm good with that. Do you, do you look at their quarterback and go, he is an athletic guy? Yeah, I mean they they have pieces. I mean they show. It's just he passes the ball well. He runs the ball well. He's got, but but he doesn't have a line. He doesn't yeah. have a lot they just of can't skilled put it all people together. to put it. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of skilled people to throw it. So basically, he's running for his life half the time. His. Uh, What's his name? That quarterback for Kansas. He is uh, good. D- Dan- Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's good. Yep. Yep. No, I. I but mean, nothing around. Some, him. Right. They've got some pieces that just it's just not all there yet. So, yeah, they had the. I think Vegas has their win total over under at two and a half. They play Duke again. Right. So they're, they play somebody else like Central. Yeah. Michigan there's there's two winnable, winnable games, games non-conference, and then that's so that's where the two and a half comes in now. They beat somebody they're not supposed to in conference. It's over. Beat they Texas. lose them all. Just beat Texas. Yeah. So I mean, that's where the number <laughs> comes from. So, and by the way, K State's was six and a half 
I think it opened at five and a half, if I heard correctly. I cannot. I see got it. it at six and a half. I would take that and all I, day I, long. I've got to. I've what got some you, money on that. Did you see what Oklahoma's was by chance? I, I didn't. I want to. It was. I want to say it was nine. Because they were, uh, uh, Stanford, Steve, and the Bear were talking about them and Texas together. Yeah. And one of them was eight and a half, and one of them was nine, I believe. So I got to think that the KU or the OU was the higher of the two. Every magazine that I read, and we, I do a lot of reading on college football because, in all honesty, outside of the Yankees, college football is my favorite sport. And, and everybody knows the Yankees are my, I mean, if you know me, you know that I love the Yankees. Yes. That's it. And, uh, and they've been terrible. Yes. My God, they've been. It's not they were the good. best team I've ever seen for three months and potentially the worst team I've seen they, for two They months. literally could have lost every game coming down the stretch and still made the playoffs. And right. I think they're trying to do that. That's what they're trying <laughs> to do. It's it's it's, Did, it's, it's, uh, it's very frustrating to watch. the them. rails here. Did yeah. you see the guy yesterday or, yesterday or two days ago at a Yankees game that made a straw out of the hot dog? No. So <laughs> this guy's got a beer and he's got a hot dog. So he takes a straw, just a plastic straw, and pokes it into the end of a hot dog. Yeah. And then sucks the hot dog out of the out of the straw. So he's cutting a hole in it. Goes to the other end, does it, puts the hot dog in his beer and is drinking his beer <laughs> out of a hot dog that's that's made into a straw. Well, you know, the, the we we try to we try to go to a Yankee I mean, we kinda of make it our vacation every year. We uh, we try to go to a Yankee game every year at Yankee Stadium. And so a month from I don't know when you guys are listening to this podcast, but September 24th, I'm going to go watch Yankees-Red Sox on a Saturday afternoon with my good buddy Will Hunt from Asher. Will was a, Will was a dandy. Uh, at the time, he was a player of the year in Oklahoma. Um, he, uh, he won two national championships at LSU as a pitcher and got drafted by the Detroit Tigers. He's an Asher boy, Asher baseball. Um, and, uh, and me and him has never been on a vacation before, but he said he wanted to go watch Yankees-Red Sox with us. And uh, so we're going at the end of September, and I'm already looking forward to it. Can't wait to get back in the stadium and and see them. And I hope at that point that they're back on the winning side of things. But we'll talk a little baseball maybe yep. as it gets closer to yep. playoffs. But right now, just college football. And it is – I think everybody can say this. That's, college football's changed. And it's more aggravating because your kids are transferring, mm-hmm. the NIL, all the things that drive you. But still, there's no better no, sport. No, I agree. I don't, have, I don't have the affinity, if that's the right word I'm looking for, towards the players that I used to. Right. Because there's no loyalty. You don't have right. that guy who set the bench for four or five years, struggled every day, finally gets that chance, comes out, and does well. Yep. That's very rare. If they don't start within a year or two, they just transfer somewhere Gone. else. So you don't get that that kind of I guess fifth year senior that comes in will. and starts playing. So and it's, does great. it's not quite as emotional, but yeah, it's a it's a different. It is, but it's still a love. So one thing we're gonna do this year um, is we we kind of did it last year here and there, and and I know doing it every other week makes it a little difficult, but we're gonna do a pick of the week. We will put them on the Facebook page so you'll see them. We'll keep track of our records so you can. Go along with us. You can fade us. Do whatever you think you need to do. Maybe wait a few weeks to see how we're doing. But uh, I've got one this week already. Phil does not yet, but we'll get him put on the Facebook page. So you know, the uh, first week's tough. 
Because there's not yep. a lot of good games played in the first week. Yep. The second week is whenever it gets exciting. Yep. No, I, I'm gonna take. I'm taking Illinois. I, I got it at twelve and a half. I, I saw it's thirteen now. Um, I like I like Illinois in that game. Um, I think that uh, with the coach they got, they're going to go the right direction. Um, and I think Wyoming's not going to be as good as they've been years past. So I, I'm. Are you in a betting league this year to pick games weekly and that kind of stuff? Or you I mean have you got no, games but you yes. pick every week? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? It's it becomes bundersome at times. I mean, you just you just bundersome bundersome. That's a that's uh, it, an original. I, I I actually will look at it some weeks and go, gosh, I wish I wasn't even picking teams this year. Try to pick your five favorite teams every week, and man, you can have five and zero week, and the very following week and go zero and five. That's yep. uh, it's. it's it drive you crazy. That's why they have really nice places in Vegas. Is, uh, <laughs> if everybody won, they wouldn't build those nice places. Well, do so. you have a pick for the – let's just do one last thing before we okay. get out of here. Let's do it. Do you have a Big 12 rundown, like maybe top like, – who do you think played in the championship game for Big 12 championship game? One so, and two. I, I'm going to take OU because of the schedule, mm. as I mentioned before. I think – if there's a year that – I think this is the wide o, widest open, if, if I'm saying that right, the Big 12 has been in a long, long time. Because I, I can tell you that I think at the top, I think Texas can be there. Yep. Uh, OU, I think Oklahoma State can be pretty good. I think Baylor has a chance to be pretty good. And I think that K-State has an outside shot. So, I mean, those would be my top five of the ten. If you're going to press me to pick a Big 12 championship game, I would say probably – OU Baylor. This is not very exciting, guys. That's exactly who I had. OU <laughs> not very exciting. I, I had some upsides on it. I did an yeah. upside on OSU. Yep. Uh, if OSU beats Oklahoma in the last game of the year, if that happens, I could see Oklahoma and Oklahoma State playing yep. again for the Big 12 yep. Championship. But I also, at the same time, could see us losing in the at Dallas this year. And potentially losing one of those games like mm-hmm. a K State game. Yep. And then you got two losses, you're probably not in. Yep. So you, I, you just I think I think two losses could still get you in this year. Three would I think you're out, but I think yeah. two losses you could still get in. So but that's those, those, those at, would be my picks. That's where I look at, at K State. It to me feels like K State's schedule is too scary on away games. Yep, I would agree. That's that's the thing that their away games being Baylor, their away games being Oklahoma, their away games being Iowa State. That's just it's tough. Yeah. No, I, I, no, and that's what if we and had Oklahoma this team up. this year with last year's schedule, I would be way more bullish on yeah. K State. Yep. Because they'll win some of those games at home. And I think, you know, I was talking about the Missouri game. I think the other game that's really important is that game at Iowa State. I think yeah. if you want to have a good season and, and make a run for the Big 12 championship game, you have to win that. And I think if you win that, I think you have a pretty good chance to win out the rest of the season because you've got that momentum going. You lose that, you're probably not going to make it. Let's so. look at let's look back, and we'll do this again. I mean, of course, we're going to be on here in a couple more weeks. But we when we start looking at it and you go win-win, South Dakota, Missouri, Tulane, and potentially a win at Oklahoma, and you go, we're 4-0 going into Texas Tech and Iowa State. Your next tough game is at home against Oklahoma State, and mm-hmm. you're feeling pretty good. That's where you start feeling yep. good. Yep. You start saying, hey, this thing yep. could be magical. Yep. 
and that's that Iowa State game is a huge is is a big game just because this year is a game and they should win. Yeah, they and, have to win. But it's an away game. That's right. the scary part about it. Yep. So, all right. Anything else before we go? No. Um, I'm ready to get it going, and yes. and we'll put it on the picks, and we'll we'll do. Uh, um, about about two weeks from now, yep. we'll be two weeks in, yep. and we'll 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 know if we're two and zero, oh, both of us. Yep. I'll be two and zero oh going into the. Uh, I'm hoping well, that's that we're true. two and zero. Oh. We can do if we just put them on the Facebook page. We can do a pick every week. Yeah, so we don't have yep. to just do when we do podcasts. Let's so do we that. do UTEP, yep. Kent State for we'll put Oklahoma. them on Fridays every week. I'm feeling pretty good at two and zero, oh, and then I'm going into the Nebraska game away. Yep. You're going to go a little tougher than me. You're going to go South Dakota, Missouri. If you're two and zero, oh, and the next time we're talking, then yep. you start feeling a little better. Yep. It's yeah. I mean that. I'm not. I'm not going to get too excited till that Iowa State game. That's the game to me. That uh, I mean, I say that. I mean, obviously, if we lose Missouri. It's gonna. It could potentially down spiral downhill real quick. So, but yeah, let's. Uh, we'll do that every. We'll just put them on every week about Friday morning sometime. We'll put a pick. And out hey, there. throw your picks in there too. Yep. Throw your favorite. Picks yep. Let's in there. see. And hey, let's see if you. We got some listeners that can do better than us. So give us. Your <laughs> I, pick I would every say week. there's a lot of you guys out there <laughs> yeah. that can do better than us. So. All right. Well, we'll uh, appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back here in a couple weeks for some more college football. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.